Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Yeah, big announcement today. Big, huge, enormous, tremendous announcement. Is that enough adjectives there for the announcement on the announcement side of the space? But it is. It's a big announcement. It's a really tremendous honor. Um, some of you probably know. Get to that in a second. Big, packed, loaded show today. Like a seven-layer sandwich you got to crunch to get in your mouth. I got that. Ron DeSantis strikes again. Strikes again. The fantastic governor of Florida. I got that story. And uh, kind of a quiet attack on the Second Amendment in Florida. And the media never, ever letting a crisis go to waste. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Thousands of my listeners have already secured their internet and kept their online activity free from prying eyeballs with a VPN. Get one today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Very excited today. It is um, a big day for us, Joe, and everyone included. So uh, let's jump right into the show. (laughs) Joe already knows. Today's show brought to you by our friends at GenuCell. Dry, irritated, red, blotchy skin all over your face. It won't go away. You're struggling with stress breakouts and uneven skin tone. That's no good. All gone thanks to Zotique Deep Correcting Serum by Chamonix. Here's Catherine from Fort Wayne, Indiana. She says, I'm a doctor working on the front lines of the COVID pandemic and the endless wearing of face masks ruined my face. I used several other products without success until Chamonix. The promises are real. Very quickly, my face seems on the mend. These products have started healing those mask creases. Thank you. Zotique uses the power of liposomal technology to deliver the healing, rejuvenating powers of vitamin C to the deepest layers of your skin for results you can see. And it's yours free today with your order of GenuCell for bags and puffiness. Visit lovegenucell.com. That's lovegenucell.com. Lovegenucell.com. Get the URL right. Order today and get the classic GenuCell jawline treatment and luxurious GenuCell XV anti-wrinkle moisturizer free with your order. Every order is upgraded to free priority shipping. Don't wait. Order now. Lovegenucel.com. Lovegenucel.com. Love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. All right, Joe, let's go. Alrighty then. Yes, the Rush Limbaugh bell uh, in honor of the late, great Rush Limbaugh. So my big announcement, let me just say before I get to it, I am not replacing Rush Limbaugh. Although I probably just gave away what the big announcement is. I will be taking over the 12 noon Eastern time to 3 p.m. Eastern time time block on many of your radio stations around the country. But out of respect for a legend, the Godfather, Rush, not just, again, not the best player in the talk radio game for 30 years. Not simply that. This is a man who invented the national conservative talk radio game. Do you understand that he's he, he wasn't just the 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 Willie Mays or the Ty Cobb of his era. He invented the baseball game of as I've said many times. No one replaces that. No one replaces an icon like that. I will be taking over in that spot for again many of the stations across the country. It is an enormous I don't even know if enormous is enormous enough of a word to describe to you what kind of an honor it is. Folks, I grew up on talk radio. I'm a conservative-leaning libertarian, libertarian-leaning conservative, however you want to phrase that. Today, because my thoughts and my ideas were largely formed by people like Rush, Sean on the radio, and the great one, Mark Levin, who's called the great one for a reason who I'll note was offered the spot repeatedly again because he's the great one. I just hope to be the good one one day. But I, you know, I am where I am because of them. Now, a couple notes on this. Again, folks, I, 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 this is the, the honor of a lifetime. I grew up on talk radio. I'm not, it, it would be like growing up again, watching Mickey Mantle in center field. And then one day they hand you a glove and they're like, put me in coach. Remember that song? Joe, remember that one? Yeah. And it, who sang that? Was that John uh, Fogarty? John Fogarty. Because I yeah. always screw that stuff CCR, up. CCR, John Fogarty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally guessing that. I can't believe that's even right. I'm probably wrong. Joe's probably just being nice to me. But then they no. give Joe a, a baseball mitt and they're like, hey, man, the Mick is out today. You want to play center? And you're like, sure. Whatevs, man. Put me in. Um, it's really, a, a, 
I hope I get the honor of a lifetime. And there is just to be crystal clear again, there's no replacing Rush. I just hope to honor his legacy and produce a quality, a quality product. Sorry, man. I may think it's a little emotional because uh, yeah. I can't believe this is even happening. You know, um, a quality product that you'll all enjoy. And I hope to build the same audience loyalty we built here on the podcast on terrestrial radio. So a couple of questions I've received already from listeners who read about it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, what's going to happen to the podcast? And the answer is absolutely nothing. The podcast is staying the same. Nothing changes where you get it doesn't change. When I say nothing changes, I mean nothing changes. The podcast you have now is going to be the exact same podcast when the show launches, okay? So I, I appreciate your loyalty. Again, it was this subject, of course, is always addressed. Are we going to continue to do the podcast or not? I'm not going anywhere on my podcast. You'll have this, and then you'll have me for three hours live every day on your local station. But this is not changing. Joe and I will just be working a lot more, Yeah, which is okay with me. I'm a capitalist. Um, Joe, I'm not, we're going to have to get him on like a fitness regimen to get ready for yeah. this, like a brain fitness regimen to keep him <laughs> messing with you. Of course, no, I'm, I love Joe. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> we, we are, we have, Joe, I, I'm saying that because Joe and I have talked about this. It's going to be a long day. When does it start? Question number two. Uh, May 24th of this year, obviously, May 24th. Um, and then the third question, where do I listen? Uh, the great Paula Bongino, my business manager, also my wife, you know, business manager with benefits. Is there a movie that was friends with benefits, right? But you get it. Yeah. Love my wife. She will put a station finder on Bongino.com, my website, um, as, as we get closer to the date. We will be on in most of your big city areas and hopefully most of the stations. And if not, call your local station if you if you so desire and ask them. All right. That's my announcement. Floored. Shocked. Well. Honored. Nothing wrong with being the good one either, but, man. You know, that's the good one's cool. Yeah, the good ones that you'll there'll be there'll never be another great one. But yeah, the good one. You're yeah. good with that. And, and I did get one more question <laughs> from a, yeah. quite a few friends of mine. I know Joe heard this too, is a lot of Friends of ours in the business have said, that, you know, my, my gosh, you, you don't want to be, uh, what was it, uh, Sammy Hagar? You know, well, Sammy Hagar yeah. replaced David Lee Roth? Oh, yeah. Folks, that's that's a chance you take. Chance you take is that you believe in what you're doing. You believe the truth carries the day. You believe the way you deliver it matters. You believe in a loyal audience that's going to follow you. And I'm a risk taker, always have been. There is a huge risk in following an iconic godfather talent like Rush Limbaugh. But I just hope to honor his legacy. I'm leaving it at that. I'm a risk taker. Always have been. All right. Get into the news because there is a lot going on. Uh, never, ever let a crisis go to waste. The Democrats, you know the thread on the sweater where you unravel the whole sweater? That's the Democrats. They're like this. They're not even pulling the thread. They're like this at this point. You know, like a tug of war. <laughs> they do that on Fox every the Marines versus like the Navy in the tug of war. They're just unraveling this sweater completely, the Democrats. I'm not kidding because they can't. They can't just have the country melting down. It has to melt down for them at rapid speed. It's like the rate of change of the meltdown. They have to speed that up a little bit. So they never, ever let a crisis go to waste. So what's the latest crisis the Democrats have had to take advantage of? Well, they have to create a race crisis out of everything. Fox News story I'll have up in my newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please uh, subscribe to that. It's free. Fox News, Democrats rush to blame, quote, white supremacy for the Atlanta shootings. But police point to sex addiction. Robert Aaron Long, the 21-year-old suspect, was reportedly motivated by a sex addiction. Now, I appeared on Sean Hannity's show last night and I discussed this. I want to tell you, because it's important, why they're doing this. The why matters. Why do the Democrats, there's no evidence right now whatsoever that this, uh, this suspect's activities were in any way related to white supremacy at all. No, no, none. There's no evidence. There may be, there isn't now. Okay. So why would Democrats rush in front of the cameras to claim that guy who did that really awful thing over there, that guy is definitely motivated by white supremacy because as I, again, as I said last night, and I'll tell you again, cause it matters. The why always matters. We haven't said that in a while, Joe, the why yeah. matters. Liberal radical Democrats 
in their efforts to destroy freedom and the constitutional republic, the Marxists, their initial way of doing it decades ago when the Soviet Union was still in existence or their initial way to try to do it was to create class warfare. Yes. They still do it now, but it was to say those evil rich people, they're eating you guys alive in the proletariat, you working class losers. You're getting destroyed by these greedy, greedy, wealthy folks. They are the worst. It was their way to create societal strife, take down freedom and liberty in the society we knew, have this revolution, this communist Marxist revolution, where, of course, they'd be in charge. Well, what happened? Well, the long and short of it is that never really worked here. Don't get me wrong. The Democrats still try it. Class warfare is one of their staple items, right? One of the pillars of their their war on America house, right? But ask yourself why. The why always matters. Why did the class warfare struggle not really have the success they thought it would after decades of trying? Because, folks, it's hard to make that argument in the United States because there are examples everywhere, your kids, your friends, your neighbors, your friends' friends of people who just worked really hard and are living a decent life. So when liberals over decades and decades and decades who were Marxists tried to tell you, oh, these evil rich people are destroying your life. They're taking everything from you. But you're looking around and you see tons of examples of your kids, your neighbors, whatever, your friends getting ahead just by doing this simple formula. Go to school, educate yourself, do well in school, work pretty hard and live a decent life. Do you understand how that argument kind of collapsed? Why does that matter now? Because the why always matters. You're never going to be able to beat the Democrats strategically if you don't understand why they do it. That that didn't work made them switch strategies. Okay, guys, I'm not suggesting there was like an anti-justice league cabal of people who do it. They just know this is their ideology. It's what motivates them. They probably sat around at their collective tables and said, hey, this class warfare struggle thing isn't working. Let's try something else. I've got an idea. Let's try this race struggle thing and let's make everything about white versus black, black versus Asian, Asian versus Hispanic. That's the way to do it. And let me tell you something, pulling on that thread. So here was the class warfare struggle. They're pulling, they're pulling the threads, fighting back a little bit. The sweater's still together. There's a, so they're like, all right, this is too tough. How do we, how do we dismantle this sweater faster? Race, let's race, let's sick everybody against you. There you go. The sweater's falling apart. It's happening right now. That is absolutely why the Democrats will always jump to a conclusion about something being white supremacy or racially motivated, despite having no evidence at all. And despite the fact that it may stoke racial flames in the country, and you would think that would be a bad thing. Here's a screenshot from the Fox News piece of prominent Democrats with real profiles, again, trying to pin this really sick, grotesque attack on white supremacy, despite having no evidence that's actually true. Here's the dreadful Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Uh, from, I'm embarrassed to say she's from Florida. She says, last night's gruesome shootings were the latest in a series of horrifying and escalating attacks on the AAPI community. We must continue to stand against white supremacy and work to stop Asian hate. Our words and actions matter and xenophobia cannot be ignored any longer. White supremacy. I mean, she knows something. We, we haven't heard that yet. The police have. Here's Cori Bush, newly elected congresswoman. She says at the end, we mourn those killed last night in Atlanta with you. We will dismantle white supremacy alongside you. Fascinating. Again, she must have access to some investigative detective work we don't have. Uh, Jamal Brown, newly elected congressman from New York. Too many police in our country are more concerned with protecting white supremacy than serving the communities that pay their salaries. Uh, there's a bit of a problem here. The problem is no one who has any access to the investigation of this tragic shooting has said it was motivated by white supremacy at all. Like nobody. Hmm. Actual investigators who were there. That's kind of a problem for your white supremacy motive when nobody's actually said that. Matter of fact, I'll continue with the Fox News piece. Here's a quote. Robert Aaron Long, the 21-year-old who authorities said took responsibility for the string of shootings Tuesday that left eight people dead, reportedly confessed that he has a, quote, sex addiction and that he viewed the massage parlors that they were attacked as an outlet for him where he could be tempted. 
quote, this is from the Cherokee County Sheriff's Office, Captain Jay Baker, quote, he apparently has an issue, what he considers a sex addiction, and sees these locations as a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate. Um, where are the fact checkers on this? Just checking. Hmm. Can we have a moment of national unity once? I know that's a lot to ask, but a moment of national unity once where like, gosh, this sounds really horrific what happened. Maybe we should all unite, get to the bottom of this, figure out what happened again to try to prevent these things from happening again. Democrats are like, let's not do any of that. Let's jump to racial hatred immediately, stoke the flames of the fire, despite having any evidence whatsoever. Again, I see nothing from the fact checkers. You know, the fact checkers that stalk my site like lunatics all day on on Facebook to fact check everything out of my mouth. Where are the fact checkers on this one? Just asking. The answer is nowhere to be found. Also, where are the journalists who... Joe, you remember every time Trump opened his mouth, journalists would cite that without evidence. Remember this? Trump says without evidence. Yeah. Every time. It didn't matter what Trump said. If Donald Trump said his name was Donald Trump, they'd say Donald Trump without evidence claims his name is Donald Trump. Yeah. Where's the where is the without evidence here? Where is the Corey Bush, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Jamal Brown without evidence imply shooter was motivated by quote white supremacy where is that gee was kind enough to pull this off the internet this was a search engine where i just put literally trump without evidence here's just a, a, a couple of them trump repeats voting fraud claims without evidence <laughs> trump without evidence says if you count legal votes here's another one room. trump claims without evidence that millions voted illegally for clinton where where is that now where 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 is it where, where is it where's that now Where's that now? The answer is it's nowhere because the Democrats, again, thread, sweater, speed it up. No, no, no sweater left. It's not just the media. It's also commentators. Again, folks, point stipulated because we're saying that this is a, an unimaginable tragedy. People died. They were murdered. People were killed. Can we just unite around like what happened to maybe again prevent something like this in the future? Can we just do that for a minute without taking the story somewhere it doesn't need to be? And by the way, if it does go there, they do some homework on this guy, the Cherokee Cherokee County Sheriff's Office in outside of Atlanta, Georgia, comes to the conclusion he was motivated by white supremacy. We will hit it on this show stat because facts matter. But that's, we don't have any of that now. Here's a quick video of a CNN appearance. This is Lisa Ling. And again, it's a tragedy. I, I, she has every right to be upset about it. Of course, everyone should be. But again, notice the implication here that this is motivated by some widespread anti-Asian bias and the implication again about Trump and others can we just stick to the facts for once? Check this out. After this attack on the massage parlor, I saw people posting messages about solidarity and about standing up for Asian people. Um, but how many people have to die for for this to really be taken seriously, for there to be more than lip service? I mean, there is real fear among Asian people about going outside of their own homes right now. Um, Asian people are being scapegoated like they have for a century in this country. And and this has to stop. This has to stop. We cannot be continued to be scapegoated. And, and this is frankly a pattern of scapegoating that happens in this country. Yesterday, it was Muslim and Southeast Asian people after 9-11. When there's an economic downturn, it's the Latin population. Uh, you know, it's always the black community being scapegoated for so many things. Uh, and during the Cold War, it was gay people. This scapegoating of entire populations has to stop in this country. I don't even know what to say about that scapegoating blacks, Muslims, gay people. Uh, what We don't have any evidence that's actually what happened. 
We have evidence of an, again, unimaginable tragedy. Families lost loved ones are gone forever, not another breath of oxygen. But what, is, what does that have to do with this? Why are we always doing this? Why are we always eager to, again, partition the country up into our racial corners and pit everyone against one another when you have no evidence that was a motivation behind this crime? Here's another one. Here's Jen Psaki at the White House press briefing yesterday. Again, implying that Donald Trump, citing that the coronavirus, which came from China, that's just a fact, Wuhan, China, implying here that this is what was behind this whole thing. Because again, they can't just stick to facts and say, let's get together with our Republican brothers and sisters and find out what happened in this case. And let's clean this mess up and make sure it doesn't happen again. No, there's none of that. Instantly make it a political argument. Why? Circling back, eh, circling back to the beginning. Because their class warfare arguments just don't work that well in the United States. So they figure the quickest way to unravel a sweater is through race warfare arguments. Here's Jen Psaki implying that this was Trump who did this. Check this out. You know, I, I think there's no question that uh, some of the damaging rhetoric uh, that we saw uh during the prior administration, uh, blaming, uh, you know, calling COVID, uh, you know, the Wuhan virus or other things um, uh, led to, um, you know, um, perceptions of the Asian American community that are inaccurate, unfair, uh, have uh, raised, um, you know, threatening, uh, have, has elevated threats against uh, Asian Americans. And we're seeing that uh, around the country. That's why even before the events of horrific events of last night, he felt it was important to raise this issue, elevate it during his first primetime address, why he signed the executive order uh, earlier in his presidency. And he will continue to look for ways to elevate and talk about this issue. What does the coronavirus from Wuhan, China, have to do with any of this? With any of this? The answer is nothing. She just made that up. She just made that up. Randomly made it up. You know, it's interesting how we have the South African variant of coronavirus that's called the South African variant. And yet when something happens in the United States to someone from South Africa, nobody goes, oh my gosh, President Trump called it the South African variant. You're like, damn, that's dumb. It's no dumber than what she just said. You have no evidence whatsoever that these two things are related. The pandemic and this, this crime, this series of crimes. None. She just made it up. Divide people in the corner. Get them to fight one another. It's all Democrats have. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. On the other side of this, I want to address the big question here. Well, where are they learning this garbage? Where? And it relates to my Ron DeSantis to the rescue story. Again, or Ron Desnatis, as they, <laughs> it's Desnatis. out of respect. Someone mistyped his name one day and Guy and I get a kick out of it every morning. We, matter of fact, Guy and I say it so much. I'm afraid if Ron DeSantis ever comes on the show, I'm mistakenly going to call him Ron Desnatis. I would not do that. You know, we did try to get him on the show. Ron, if you're listening, I texted him. I don't know if he changed his phone number or he's just ignoring me like everyone else does, but we didn't hear anything back. I want you on the show. You're the man. We are the man right now. All right, today's show, <laughs> you like that pitch? Poor Gee's trying to get him on the, on, on the blower too. We need him on the, I'd like to start at reinstituting the interview segment of the show. And who better to start than Ron Desnatis, also known as Ron Desnatis, governor of Florida. He's the best. This guy's the man. All right, today's show brought to you by our friends at My Patriot Supply. In times of crisis or natural disaster, could there be anything worse than running out of food? I can't think of anything. Can you Can you imagine, God forbid, having to feed your kids and there's no food? You have to prepare in advance. Do what I do. Get long-term storage food that lasts up to 25 years so it's there when you need it most. It is better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Who do you go to? Go to my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the leader in survival food. Their mission is your survival. 
For the last 13 years, they've supplied millions of families like yours and mine. I've got boxes of this stuff, not kidding, in my house. I've arranged for you to save $50 on their popular four-week kit of delicious emergency food that gives you 2,000 calories a day. Four weeks of food at 2,000 calories a day is the minimum you should have. And this kit makes it easy. So go to preparewithdan.com. <laughs> go to preparewithdan.com and make the smartest decision right now. Inside joke there. Okay. Get a four-week kit for each member of your family. Go to preparewithdan.com today. Save $50 per kit. I have my supply of emergency food. I've got a lot of my supply. I've got boxes for my kids, my wife. It'd be a shame if you didn't have yours. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Remember, you ensure everything in your life that matters. Your health eyeglass insurance, your car, your house, insure your food supply. Go to preparewithdan.com today. Don't wait. Super important. All right. So again, where are they learning all this crap? Racial strife, teaching racial strife, teaching people to hate each other because of their skin color, teaching other people that their skin's color is dispositive in their outcomes in life. Well, they're learning this in school. Please listen to yesterday's show where we discussed the story out of Loudoun County, Virginia, which was deeply disturbing. He didn't like the story so much during the show, but I did. Parents are revolting in Virginia. I discussed it yesterday because their kids are being pumped full of this thing called critical race theory. Let me sum up critical race theory for you, what it is and how dangerous it is. First, I'll give you the fancy pants, bow tie wearing, you know, lovey, high, uh, uh, high class, high class, elitist definition, what they want you to think it means. Critical race theory is this radical leftist, idea that knowledge is a construct of power, that the white male patriarchy and the institutions they create, create knowledge through their power. And therefore they should, everything should be questioned, including even math, like two plus two equals four. I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. Put in critical race theory, math, critical race theory, two plus two equals four. If you think I'm kidding. The easier way to say that is that don't trust old white guys. Is that it, Joe? Is that kind of sum it up? Critical race theory? Yeah, that's pretty much uh, rather than the whole. Thank you. I'm just we're trying to like make this simple um, for the liberals who listen who don't even understand critical race theory themselves. And the gist of it is don't trust people because of the color of their skin, which I thought was racist. I'm pretty sure it still is, but liberals seem to have changed that whole thing as they divide people up. Parents are fighting back, including, as I discussed yesterday, in Virginia. But so were some governors. Ron DeSantis to the rescue again. Here he is. Love this guy. Just a news story. It'll be in my newsletter again for you to read. Read the whole thing by Alex Nitzberg. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says state civics curriculum will not include critical race theory. (laughs) Yes, yes. Let me be clear, he said. There's no room in our classrooms for things like critical race theory. Teaching kids to hate their country and to hate each other is not worth one red cent of taxpayer money, DeSantis said. I love this guy. I love this guy. Can we get a little Ron DeSantis doll? Can someone send me a geese clapping, Joe's clapping, we're all clapping. Can someone out there send a little Ron DeSantis... We got all our, we got our, again, my man, cat turd. We got my cat turd bug here. We got all kinds of stuff people send. I uh, got a Vincero watch. I got everything. Hey, Fox sent me a mug. Look at that. I got that one too. Can we get a Ron DeSantis, maybe a Ron DeSantis mug? I'm kidding. Don't send, because now I'll get, you know how people send yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll get, <laughs> yes, we will get a hundred Ron DeSantis mugs. I love Ron. We need people with cojones, cajones. He is in a, basically 50-50, leaning red state, and he's incredibly popular because he takes common sense stands. We're not going to shut down our economy for a pandemic because people will starve, and I'm not going to teach my kids or allow other people's kids to be so, uh, be taught with, with taxpayer money, critical race theory that teaches them to hate themselves because of the color of their skin. Good job, buddy. Where, where are the other Ron Dis... Is what's the plural of Ron DeSantis? Ron DeSanti? Where are the other Ron DeSanti around the country? What's Larry Hogan doing in Maryland? Probably nothing. He's a big rhino. Huh. What are these other Republican governors around the country doing? I know Joe's stuck with him up in Maryland. Sorry about that. Thankfully, it's his last term. What are they doing? Why aren't they going after this stuff? I thought you were Republicans. Why is it only DeSantis out there? I take that back. It's not only DeSantis. 
big, huge error. Christy Gnome's doing a great job. I've seen some movement from Abbott, although uh, had some. there are others. I, I, I want to be very precise with my words. Christy Gnome's been doing great too. But right now, DeSantis is my guy. Ron, again, you, you got to come on the show. You got to come on. Text me. You got my number. Come on. You do. I know he knows my number somewhere. Maybe when you, I don't know how it works. When you become governor, they throw your old cell phone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that works. That's just, Maybe he's just, or if he didn't, if, if, if that's not his number, Joe, some rando got a text from me the other day asking to appear in the Dan Bongino show. It's, it's a real clear pitch, dude. You know, there you go. Can you, yeah. can you imagine that? Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't. can't get any clearer than that. I want the guy on my show. He's great. All right. And, and, and the audience feedback, I think, would be spectacular. It'd be a great way to reintroduce the interview segment. All right. Moving on. Next block of the show here. The Bongino rule applies again. What is the Bongino rule for my new listeners? We're going to have to describe this vocabulary to my new terrestrial radio audience mm -hmm. who is not familiar with the podcast. So it'll be a little bit of a break in period. The Bongino rule is this. Always wait 72 hours before an anti-Trump story is published because you're almost guaranteed that that story is in fact fake news. And if you don't want to humiliate yourself and publish it right away because you will be forced to retract it, just Wait, the prescribed Dan Bongino 72-hour window. And at the end, if the story still has some meat and bones to it, you may be safe. Maybe. Even that's a stretch. But I'm giving you the minimum, 72 hours. So what did we get? What am I talking about now? Well, I told you a while ago that I had heard from a source, serious source. This is a someone with a, a well-respected media CV, bona fides unchallengeable and unimpeachable that I had heard from someone. I don't have the details. I'm sorry, by the way, I'm not holding out on you again. I'm just telling you what they told me and gave me permission to share. Are we clear. I don't have it. I'm not hiding anything. This person told me that the Hunter Biden laptop and what was on it, of course, son of president Biden. Now that what was on it was really, really gross. And I mean, beyond the implication there, because I have to be careful what I say for legal reasons, because I haven't seen it. But the implication there was by gross, they meant like the stuff we've already seen, the photos of the drug use and the, you know, the material downstairs, his material, you know what I'm saying? That that's nothing compared to what's on this laptop. Oof. The implication again, being that it's, really deeply disturbing that when you see it, you can't unsee it. I'm being very serious. The I, I'm, I have to be careful on how much I, I say because I don't want to jump ahead of the story and be dramatic. When that's going to come out, I don't know. I don't have it. If I had the photos, I would obviously release them. I don't have them. I'm just telling you what I know because people, but damn, when are you going to break that story? When I get it. Why do I bring that up now? Well, I'm not just teasing it to tease it. I'm bringing it up now because it's really weird how the DNI, Director of National Intelligence, under the Biden administration now, has just released this report. And yesterday they were all over the fact that, hey, the Hunter Biden laptop story, Joe, may be Russian disinformation. I'll show you that in a second. All right. Why would they do that? Think this through. Everybody think. E, Joe, come on. Let's get our collective thinking caps on. Put them on, as my fifth grade teacher used to say, Miss Gilfeather. Mm -hmm. Hey, put your thinking caps on, kids. Why would this DNI under Joe Biden release this thing now? Maybe because they know what's on that Hunter Biden laptop yeah. and they're trying to get out ahead of the story. Yeah. Story, try to get ahead of it. And they're going to say now... Anyone pushing this stuff out there is doing Russia's bidding. You are definitely an agent of Vladimir Putin if you push it. Well, what's the problem with that? As you'll see from this story by Beckett Adams in the Washington Examiner, no, a newly declassified DNI report doesn't prove the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. I'm trying to give you the bottom line up front. Because I'm going to show you in a few examples after this how when the report came out yesterday, yes, the media was all over. If you push this Hunter Biden laptop story, it is Russian disinfo. No, it wasn't. There's no evidence of that at all. I have this segment entitled, why do I always underline? I'm, it's me. I'm underlining like for me. Let me do it just because it's like habit at this point. That's why I titled this segment in my head, how disinformation campaigns start. 
This is how the left, because fact checkers don't fact check the left and media people don't say things like without evidence. This is how the left promotes disinformation by claiming what conservatives are doing are disinformation. Does that make sense? The left is going to promote a story. If you show the Hunter Biden pictures when they come out that you are doing Russia's bidding, they're going to claim you're promoting Russian disinformation. Right. That story is actually disinformation. Right. I'm very sorry to be confusing. I know you get it, but that's actual disinformation. The left always accuses you of what they're doing themselves. Here was a story from yesterday about this same topic by Dan Shaitlin at the Washington Examiner. Headline. This is from the DNI report. Russia, quote, heavily amplified Hunter Biden stories during the 2020 election. U.S. intelligence report. You read the headline, you're like, oh, my gosh. Mm. We talk about Hunter Biden. That's Russian disinformation. Yeah, but you dig into the story and Chaitlin clears it up. He says, quote, controversies surrounding the son of President Biden became fodder for Republicans and conservative media in the run up to the November uh, contest. A report released on Tuesday by the National Intelligence Council does not say any report about Hunter Biden was fabricated by the Kremlin. Did he just say does not say? Yeah, he just has said that. But rather, they were spread with the help of a Russian government effort aimed at denigrating uh, Hunter Biden and the Democratic Party in favor of Donald Trump. So it doesn't say anything about the laptop. That's really weird. That's really weird. So there's two takeaways from this I need you to grasp and run with. Number one, they are trying to get out ahead of this. This Hunter Biden laptop, which I've heard again from a source, is devastating. That's a, they're trying to get out ahead of it. So when you put it out there, they will say you're promoting Russian disinformation, Russian stooge. Secondly, they're trying to tie this DNI report this without evidence, literally without evidence. They're trying to tie it to the Hunter Biden laptop, despite the fact the laptop is never mentioned. Here's the actual DNI report from the National Intelligence Council. Russian state media trolls and online proxies, including those directed by Russian intelligence, published disparaging content about uh, President Biden, his family, and the Democrat Party, and heavily amplified related content circulating in U.S. media, including stories centered on his son. You see laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop, anywhere in there? No, of course you don't. They're just making that story up. That's not in the DNI report, folks. It's not there. They just made it up. And the reason they're putting this story out there is to get ahead of what's coming. And it's going to be bad. By the way, before I get to the tweets that tried to pump this whole talk about the laptop and you're a Russian stooge narrative, it's convenient how this didn't get much attention, Joe. I actually wrote this one down. Here's a piece of the DNI report. Cyber assesses that China did take some steps to try to undermine President Trump's reelection effort. Huh? Didn't hear anything about what? that. No. That, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, of course you didn't, because that would reflect poorly on Joe Biden. So that's kind of weird how that's in the report, too. And that's not getting a lot of media coverage, how China apparently tried to help Joe Biden and undermine President Trump. Yeah, that's in the report, too. But you're not going to really see that anywhere. What you are going to see is things like this, the pumping of disinformation. Here's the strategy, how leftist disinformation campaigns work. First, they accuse you of disinformation. They pump the disinformation and then they correct it later when no one's paying attention. Don't believe me? Here's a tweet. I believe this tweet has now been deleted by a Patrick Tucker. He is at Def Tech Pat. That's an interesting uh, handle for Twitter. He says, citing this report, in case you're still wondering if the Hunter Biden laptop story came from the Kremlin, the DNI's newly unclassified report says yes. No, it doesn't say that. Literally anywhere. It, and what's hilarious is he takes a screenshot of it and it still doesn't say that. He's just making this up, this guy. He, and it doesn't matter because liberals, you know, sometimes aren't that bright, which is by sometimes I mean a lot of times, almost all the time. And they spread that around and retweet it on Twitter. No one fact checks it. Twitter doesn't delete it. The media doesn't say without evidence. And then a couple of days later, they delete the tweet and go, my bad. Sorry. Here was Chris Hayes, who again spread this around too from MSDNC. You know, Chris Hayes, the host at night. Chris Hayes, he had to delete his tweet too. It doesn't matter. It already made its way around. He said, deleted the above tweet because the DNI report doesn't mention the laptop. Oh, thanks, Chris. Thanks. Maybe read the report before you tweet it out. Just throwing that out there. 
For all you media folks on the left, maybe you should read the report and then comment. The verdict is in. That's correct. Read report first. Comment on report later. Not comment on report. Read report afterwards. But again, this is how disinformation works. Leftist disinformation. Accuse Republicans of disinformation. Put out a fake news story. Pump it into the wazoos of all of America. When the wazoos are full, delete the tweet a few days later and pretend nothing happened. Don't worry. No fact checker will ban you. Twitter won't ban you. Nobody. They'll leave you alone. You want another example of this? Here's the dreadful Aaron Rupar at Vox. Vox with a V, not Fox. I always have to say that because people get confused. Look at his headline. Again, on the pumping disinformation and then wait a few days. And here's, This is a real headline at Vox. Republicans revive one of Trump's most notorious immigration lies. This isn't Republicans pounce, Joe. This is Republicans revive. They, Republicans revive one of Trump's most notorious immigration lies. They're attacking Biden with fact-free claims about terrorists crossing the southern border. Oh, okay. Aaron Rupar, who's always had a, yeah, Aaron's always had a difficult time with things like the facts and all. Writes that article. Liberals believe it. Republicans pounce on the border. You'll never unsee Republicans pounce when you learn to see these headlines. Republicans revive hit tactic on Biden. There are no terrorists crossing the border. Really? Uh, here's an Axios story just hours later. Scoop, four people matching terror watch list arrested at the border. <laughs> Man. That's the Kenny. What happened to Kenny Bell? Is that not ringing? You know what? It's hitting up against a. That's a little there better. You, go. you know what it is? I got a I got a little thing from a listener that's really cool. It's like a rock stone carve out thing, and the Kenny Bell was brushed up against it. That's kind of weird. How Vox and is saying something that Axios refutes just hours later. By the way, Axios, um, no bastion of right wing values. Just throwing that out there. Turn the page before I realize who our next sponsor was. All right, Patriot Mobile, our good friends. That's how fake news works, folks. Spread the fake news like manure on your lawn. Wait a few days for it to stink. Then delete the manure if you can digitally and pretend like nothing happened. Lie to you all the time. It's pathetic. All right, on the other side is break. We've got two important stories we are going to get to. One, quick story about what's happened in Florida. Another attack on the Second Amendment. And the lesson is not just the Second Amendment's important. We know that. It's never, ever, ever elect Democrats to any position ever because they will always do messed up stuff. I got to be careful. We're on terrestrial radio. And then I got this tax story quick. And we will end today with a just awesome video from the legendary Thomas Sowell. All right, let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by our friends also at, what was that? Oh yeah, Patriot Mobile. Sorry, I got to start writing more notes on page two. Just like I'm taking on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, Patriot Mobile is taking on the mobile provider swamp. And they have some spectacular news to share with you. This is a great, great partner. They donated a lot of money to charity uh, with me. Falls of honor. They did. They're great. Patriot Mobile just expanded their coverage, which will make it easier for even more Americans to dump those big name carriers who will charge you way too much. And then they go and give the money to leftists. I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile because they never send a penny to the left and they are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They put their money where their mouth is. Plus, you can switch with confidence because they use the same network as the larger providers, but they charge less. Switching is super easy. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone or buy a new one. Build your own bundle with multi-line discounts and then save more. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call their US-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders, you save even more. You save even more, excuse me. This month, get free Premier Activation where they set up the phone for you and a special gift with the offer code DAN. How do you get this again? Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan, patriotmobile.com slash Dan, or call 972-PATRIOT today. All right. So additional evidence why elections matter, and I'm not ever giving up on elections ever. I'm, you know, again, I'm sorry some of you who listen to the show are disappointed with my hoorah attitude if it's 
annoying to you. I understand it's not like I don't realize that election integrity is a big deal. We talk about it all the time, but I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm sorry. Remember Aeneas' you know, famous quote, an enemy is not vanquished until he considers himself so. If you consider yourself vanquished, that's up to you. I, I don't. I just refuse. Additional evidence why elections matter, all of them, and why it is not good enough. This is a really big problem on the Republican side to go and vote on election day and only vote for the top of the ticket. It happens all the time. The phenomenon even has a name. It's called roll-off. Roll-off, not roll-on like a deodorant. People go in, they vote for the president, and they don't do anything down ballot. And it rolls off. 100% of people who vote, vote for the president, roughly. Maybe 99 90 vote for the Senate race, 80 for the congressional race below that, 65 for the state senator, 60 for the state delegate. By the time you get down to the city council, maybe 20% of the people who showed up to vote, vote in that race. No good. We have to stop this. You have to vote the entire ballot all the time. And again, Republicans may not be the a solution to all your problems. I'm no big fan of the Republican establishment either, but the Democrats are definitely the cause. How does that relate to this attack on the Second Amendment? Read this article, Bongino.com slash newsletter. It's in my newsletter today. Republicans want to keep concealed carry permits open after Nikki Freed closed them by Renzo Downey, Florida Politics. Let me tie it all together for you now. Nikki Freed is a Democrat and a liberal one at that, elected statewide in Florida, which is unbelievable how she got elected. So we have a Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, who uh, you obviously know, we talked about him before. Can we tie this all together? Circling back, <laughs> circling back, tied together. Doing it. We have this Republican governor who's spectacular and stuck in his cabinet there is a Democrat who's a total disaster. Why? Because people showed up in the governor's race and voted for the governor, and some of them in the Republicans skipped the agriculture race, Department of Agriculture, and Nikki Freed wound up winning in a sliver. I covered this race at length at the time because I told you, what was this, three years ago when it happened that she got elected? Remember the show, Joe, where we talked about this and we were yeah, like, I do. She's going to come after your guns. She's a huge lib. That's what she's doing now. Well, what happened? Well, she runs the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, statewide elected office, incredibly. And they're using the coronavirus pandemic as an excuse to basically shut down your ability to get a concealed carry permit. And they're using all kinds of fancy stuff like, well, you can't get fingerprints, so there's going to be delays and we can't refund people money. My buddy, Blaze Ingolia, who's a, who's a, a, a statewide legislator, is like, that's crap. We're bringing in a new bill and you're going to start opening up concealed carry permits again. Do not elect Democrats. Do not roll off ever in any spot, anywhere. You got to vote down ballot because you get people like Nikki Freed in statewide offices like she has in Florida now who are trying to stomp on the DeSantis agenda and get in the way of you and your ability to defend yourself. No good. I'm not having it. I'm not having it, and neither should you. Read this story. No more roll-off. Can we make that like a mantra of the show? Can we make that, Joe? You're keeping track of the rules, right? Dan Bongino. <laughs> Is there a guy? That should be Dan four. Bongino, rule number four. No, but it should be four, right? Okay, I know it's four. Yeah, well, for yeah. the other three, I always forget what order they're in. But number four, no more roll-off. It is our responsibility. Mine, Guy, Joe, Paula, everyone to show up on election day with a sample ballot or whatever, ready to rock and roll and get everyone down the ticket. Cause then you get Nikki Fried in office screwing up Florida or trying. Not having it, not here. All right, good. We get a little bit of time for this. All right. Last block of the day, but an important one. Nonetheless, I uh, told you my tax show on, was that Tuesday? Gee, it was Tuesday, right? Not a big hit with the audience. I was, Little surprised. I love economics. I'll continue to talk about it in the future. It's just my passion because it describes so much. It's not just about taxes or marginal benefits to work or marginal tax rates or the Laffer curve or Hauser's law or anything. It's not just about that. Economics is fascinating because it describes so much more about who we are and what we value. How? Dan, you don't need to get philosophical. I'm not. It, describes who we are and what we value because economics describes what we're willing to pay for things we value. And all the talking points in the world and all the emotion in the world are not going to get around the fact 
that people work hard to obtain money and use that money to purchase things that they value. Not that you value, that they value. So I love economics. And after I said on yesterday's show, the Tuesday show wasn't a big hit because it was really wonky on taxes and stuff. A whole bunch of people emailed me, good friends of mine. They said, Dan, I love that show. I think you should do more of that once in a while. So just giving you the back and forth. It's your show. I always kind of break down the fourth wall and tell you how the feedback's going. When we hit it, we hit it. Sometimes we don't. I'd like you to listen to it anyway. It's an important show. Why? Because of this. Again, in the newsletter today, Democrats will pass a huge tax increase on a party line vote. Republicans are warning. Susan Fericcio in the Washington Examiner. What are they going to do? Hmm. Well, the Democrats are going to try to use reconciliation. You say reconciliation, that's a, that's a budget measure. How are they going to do that to pass through a massive tax increase? You know, the Senate split 50-50 right now, but Kamala Harris would be the tiebreaker, the vice president. If they can do uh, reconciliation and use that process, yes, they will hike your taxes, ladies and gentlemen. As the saying goes, be afraid, be very afraid. This is not a joke. They'd have to get Mansion and Cinema too, but I think they'll get them. I don't trust either one of them. They pretend to be moderate uh, Democrats. I don't buy that routine at all. Your estate taxes are going to go up. Your corporate taxes are going to go up. Your income taxes are going to go up. Now, I got an email from a regular emailer to the show. Uh, since we don't have a caller segment, we will, with the new Dan Bongino show, circle back, terrestrial radio, 12 to 3, coming May 24th. We will. You'll be able to call. But- as a substitute for calls on the podcast, I like to read audience emails. And a guy who emails me often, very smart guy, Ben, Ben S., we'll call him. When I discussed the tax hikes coming on Tuesday's show, emailed me and I was quite surprised. He was like, hey, Dan, you know what? I don't care anymore. Basically, the gist of it was let these rich people pay more taxes. I get it. I understand your frustration. He's like, I'm done with it. You want to vote in big government people? Then we should all pay for it. Hard to, hard to argue with that logic. And I'll tell you now, having grown up, not, not poor, it's not a sob story, but not well off. I think that's pretty fair to say. My wife, having grown up very poor, having been middle class by an economic measure for a long time. And now, you know, we do pretty well, thanks to you. Yeah, I can absolutely afford a tax hike. I, I promise you it won't affect my lifestyle at all. Dan, you can't say that. You're a limited government uh, libertarian conservative. Yeah, I am. I, but I believe in facts. I'm just telling you, it's not going to change my life much at all. They'll take a lot of my money away. I obviously don't support it if you listen to Tuesday show. It's a disaster. But because I can afford it, and people who are a lot wealthier than me can afford it, that doesn't answer the key question. And the key question is this. But is a tax hike good for the country? All the other stuff is just emotion. Rich people can afford, oh, I can afford a lot of things. I can afford a Corvette. I don't have one. I have a Raptor. You know, I can, I can afford a, a Lincoln Navigator, but I, I don't. I, I have a Raptor. What is it? What is me being able to afford this tax hike have anything to do with the real question, which should be what? Is a tax hike good for the country? Is it going to grow the economy and make people more prosperous? I thought that was the question. What people can afford or not is totally irrelevant to the real question, which they're lying about. Here's Joe Biden in an interview with George Stephanopoulos. Quick video of him reiterating the lie, saying again that people who make over $400,000 a year who can afford it, they're the only people who are going to be affected by this tax hike. That's just a lie, which I'm going to prove in a second, and then I'll get to Thomas Sowell. And again, keep in mind, it doesn't matter if they can afford it. What matters is, will it work? Here's Joe Biden. Anybody making more than $400,000 will see a small to a significant tax increase. If you make less than $400,000, you won't see one single penny in additional federal tax. All right, there's Biden again repeating the lie that only people who make $400,000 will have their taxes raised. But- Here's Jen Psaki being asked at the White House press conference yesterday to clarify that. And Jen Psaki is now admitting that it's not only people who make $400,000. If you make $200,000, this will, in fact, hit you, too, 
if you're in a family that makes $400,000. But that's not what Biden said. They can't even keep their story straight. Check this out. It depends on how much money you make. Are you a billionaire? <laughs> then you may pay more in taxes than yeah. someone making, you know, family making four twenty-five. dollars um, You know, there's going to be a range in any uh, tax proposal. Uh, he talked about this on the campaign trail. And uh, his uh, he talked about it uh, during this interview last night, in part because it's on his mind about how to ensure uh, people are paying their fair share uh, and that uh, we are looking for revenue funds to continue to build back better. Uh, but I don't have a timeline for you and when you'll hear more. It's just uh, something that he has long had a commitment to. And I expect in the coming months or sooner than that, you'll hear more about his next stages of his agenda. But uh, this is certainly part of what's on his mind and what he would like to work with Congress on. Notice how she doesn't answer the question. The question was asked specifically about, well, Biden specifically said, if you make $400,000 or less, your taxes will not go up. But that's not true. If you make 200000 and your wife makes 200000 or your husband, then yes, your taxes will go up. Now, I get it. I get it. You're going to email me, oh, so what? A family makes 400000 They're really wealthy. They can afford to pay it. That's not the point. The point is, does it work? Now, what you'll see is you'll see Biden shortly, guaranteed, Mark it, mark the time and the date. You will see Joe Biden say, ladies and gentlemen, trickle down economics has never worked. They always go back to this talking point when they want to hike taxes on wealthy people. Again, with no consideration if it actually works or not to produce prosperity. They don't care. They just want to punish rich people because that's what they do. And they'll say, trickle down economics has never worked. Biden will do it, just like Obama did it when he pushed through his tax hike. What's the problem with trickle-down economics? Joe knows. So, Joe, don't say anything. Gee, you're new to the show. What's the problem? What's the problem with trickle-down economics? He doesn't know. I'm putting him on the spot. I did that on purpose. The problem with trickle-down economics, ladies and gentlemen, is it's fake. There's no such thing. A point Thomas Sowell, legendary economist, has made repeatedly. Obama and Biden will cite trickle-down economics. In other words, give the rich tax cuts. That's crazy. We got to hike their taxes. Because when you give them tax cuts and you say it's going to trickle down, that doesn't work. There is no such theory of economics called trickle-down. None. Do you understand that? Thomas Sowell has, this, has had this ongoing bet with America. What did he say? He, will like, he has challenged any economist to produce the theory of trickle-down economics, and no one can do it. Watch this segment. This is absolutely terrific. Here's Thomas Sowell being interviewed about Obama's tax hikes when Obama said what Biden's going to say, trickle-down economics doesn't work. Check this out. President Obama in December of last year, the market will take care of everything. They tell us jobs and prosperity will eventually trickle down yeah. to everyone else. In April of this year, during the Bush years, the wealthy got wealthier, but prosperity sure didn't trickle down. In July, this past summer, Barack Obama, we've tried it their way. It didn't work. We were told that prosperity would start at the top and then trickle down. Close quote. Where does this trickle, where does this phrase trickle down come from? Oh, I don't know. It was as far back as, uh, as the, as the first, as the uh, Roosevelt administration. Uh, there is absolutely, it is an incredible thing. It's, there is a non-existent theory that is constantly being attacked. Uh, some years ago in my newspaper column, I challenged anybody to cite any economist outside of an insane asylum who had ever made that argument. Nobody ever, ever, ever came up with a single person. So when Barack Obama says in this past July, quote, we were told. That prosperity. Who told him? Nobody told him. Nobody. No told economist him. has ever held that. Nobody. No politician has ever said it. I don't know of anybody who's ever said it. In fact, uh, when I put this out, and I went, went out in a nationally syndicated column, uh, various people uh, wrote me and said, "Well, so and so said that. So and so said it." But find me the person who said it. I don't want to hear how you. A said that B said, find me B and show me where he said it. And that was years ago. Not one example has been offered. <laughs> I'm here to help, folks. When Joe Biden and his Democrat liberal lieutenants start pushing this tax hike and they start saying what Obama did, that trickle down economics doesn't work. What's your first question? Again, I'm here to help by giving you the great Thomas Sowell. Your first question would be, can you show me? The economic theory of trickle-down economics, cite me the economic literature, I'll wait. I'll, 
Just watch them. Watch them crash and burn. There's no such theory. It's made up. It's fake. There's no such theory of trickle-down economics. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And again, uh, what an incredible, unbelievable honor to be coming to a radio near you May 24th. 12 to 3 Eastern time, noon to 3. I will keep you updated. And uh, please subscribe to my video show. Nothing's happening to podcasts. It's not changing or follow my video show. Whatever word works for you. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Get in now. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Watch the uh, watch the show. We'd really appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.